Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. Amen. You may be seated. I tell you, just uh, being able to come here and worship this morning is very, very meaningful. I think to all of us, and uh, you know, we bring the dresses of life and uh, fear and all the the pressure of the week and all those things that come, and we're just able to release those uh, to the Lord during this time. You know, this morning I was just really, actually, the last couple of days, just been contemplating a lot of things and a lot of thoughts and. Uh, just the things that we're going through as a family, as you guys know, uh, with my dad. And uh, it's caused me to really evaluate a lot of things in life. And so this morning, I just want to share a few things from my heart this morning with you. And, and hopefully you guys are okay with that. I just felt like that's what the Lord wanted me to do. I, you know, I was sitting at home and I'm trying to put stuff together and, and I've got, I actually have stuff to use and, you know, that, that we were doing a series and everything and I just kind of kept going back to just sharing my heart this morning and so I don't have any notes in front of me, I don't have uh, uh, anything, so, but I do have the Lord that I trust in Him and He's good and He's faithful. I did uh, ask Devin this morning to, for one scripture and we'll look at that in a, in a minute just to take a look at. It's always good to have some Bible. I always appreciate that. So for those of you who are here this morning and those of you who are watching online, and we appreciate that, and then we have actually a little family room behind the sanctuary here where we have another group of people waving to all of you back there as well. God loves family. He loves kids. He loves all of us. He loves those who are a little older than some of us, and we're all part of his family, and so we all have a place and a part to play in that. And so as I've been reflecting back over the last several weeks, spending a lot of time with, with my parents for my dad as he's been at home suffering, well, I don't want to use the word suffering because I, I want to be clear on that. For the most part, it hasn't been suffering, but he's had obviously uh, cancer has just taken over his body and and has really uh, done a number on him in that regard and and it's caused him to be bedridden and so uh, it was seven years ago that he was diagnosed with stage four cancer and uh, that was an expectation for him to live very long wasn't there as most of you know stage four is kind of the they give you that kind of that stamp of you're not going to come through this and so He's kind of flown past all the expectations and all of the professional opinion diagnosis, all those things from the oncologists and doctors and so forth. And I've had an opportunity to spend several of those visits with my parents. And uh, I always at the surprise of the oncologist or doctor saying, Earl, I don't know what to tell you. Just keep doing what you're doing because somehow it's working because they, they didn't have a medical explanation why he's still you know, continuing to be a trooper through all of this stuff. And those of you who know him, he has such a heart, number one, for God, and secondly, for people. For him, it's all about relationships. And we find that at home because, you know, it's great because we're able to interact and have been up till recent time with him. 
And he's, he gets rejuvenated and energized when he's around people. And so it creates this, this challenge that it goes against the disease that's trying to take him, and, but his will for God and for people just kind of keeps smashing that thing and just keeps kicking it back, kicking it back. And so this has been a very interesting, challenging, very educating time for us as a family and me personally as well. And I've, the last two weeks, of, spent pretty much every other night with him and had some great moments as so have my siblings as we've all taken turns there with my mom and dad. And pretty much us kids have been there 24 seven for the last, since July 7th, I think, something like that, because he had had a stroke, and that really changed a lot of things, because he was in the process of going to move into some radiation treatment and some other stuff, because he had this growth, the tumors, and one had cracked his ribs, it was so big, and one on his hip that were just, it was getting very challenging for him. And so he was getting ready to start treatment for that. And then on the way home from that appointment, he had this stroke and ended up in the hospital. And so it kind of changed the course of everything. So he was there a little over a week where none of us could go see him. That's a challenge for some of you who maybe had loved ones in the hospital and you're just helpless in the sense of you cannot connect. And that was so hard for my dad. After several days in, I was able to get, we were able to get a um, FaceTime with him through one of the nurses. And just the, I think the pain on his face of not being able to be with family was, it was just hard to take that part of it for us. So eventually he got to come home. That was the goal of the doctors was just to get him home because there's nothing that they were going to do in the sense of helping him. Uh, he was able to recover mostly from the stroke and, you know, gain his sense of communication and, and so forth. He had some vision issues and stuff, but his lungs had filled up with fluid and blood and they had drained that. And then just before he left, they were filling up again and, and they said, hey, you know, we can drain this again. He said, no, I just want to go home. So that was, like I said, July 7th. And two days later, July 9th, it was the eve of their 64th wedding anniversary. And... Uh, my brother Dave and I were there staying with him the night, and we thought for sure that he was going because he had went downhill really fast. He was, he was not cognizant or aware of things around him, and so that was our preparation that night. So emotionally, you can imagine, those of you who've been through this, they're there and prepare. Well, 6.30 the next morning, he wakes up, and I just mentioned to him, I said, hey, Dad, you realize today's your 64th wedding anniversary? And that just sparked his fuse, and he got excited. And then my mom came out, and they sang happy anniversary to each other and loved on each other, and it just drove him to this I'm going to keep going thing. So here we are. That was July 10th, and here we are, August 23rd. And every time the nurse comes to the house, which is quite frequently, she just says, I don't, I, because she, Probably six weeks ago, she said, I'll be shocked, absolutely shocked if he's still here in a month. Well, he's surpassed that. And so every time she comes, we just kind of laugh and throw our hands up. She says, I don't know what to say. Because she'd say, now this is the process. This is what's going to happen when his body shuts down all these things. Well, this stuff wasn't happening. And then she said, well, you know, his blood pressure is going to drop. We're going to notice this real soon. And she would take his blood pressure every time, and it was like a healthy, normal human being. To this day, well, as of Friday, 
his blood pressure, everything is, it's like, what is going on? But we know that his body is just ravaged with this disease. And so, you know, all the signs are there that, and, and we, you know, it's, it's something that, it's interesting in, in a process as family, you go through this thing of, you pray, obviously you're always praying for healing, right? Secondly, you're praying, and, and th- my dad put it simply, he said, healing or heaven? And of course you get both if you go to heaven, but so that was simple for him. And so we've been praying that, but yet understanding along with my mom has had to process and understand this, this is not going to probably more than likely end up in healing here on earth, but certainly in heaven. And so, you know, the, the challenge is there. So now uh, the last 24 hours or so, he has not been able to, he's non-responsive, I would say. We've had some incredible times together with him individually and as a family over the last several weeks. It's just been amazing. And for us as a family, we believe that's just a miracle in itself because people say, well, you know, really the only miracle you would see is if he was healed. No, we've seen a lot of miracles. We've seen the hand of God in this all the way through. And it's been amazing as a family to walk through this with my parents and to have individual experiences because I... People I know, would, they'd say, man, I would give anything to have those opportunities with my loved one that I'd missed because of how maybe how they died or whatever happened, tragic things happen, and regrets and all of those things. We have no regrets. And so we're able, we're blessed to be able to have spent that time and talk and, and those, those times of interacting have, have been amazing. You know, those, there's certain things I'll, I'll never forget just those personal moments, and, and all of us kids have kind of had those on our own, and it's been awesome. Just one for me, it was probably four days ago. So woke up in the morning, and my dad was, you know, kind of in and out of it, but he called me over, and, uh, and he said, Steve, and he had a smile on his face. He said, I just had a great talk with God. And I said, oh, Dad, that's awesome. And he reached up with, with both arms, as, as weak as he is, and he reached up and he pulled me in. We had a great hug. Tears for both of us. I love you, Dad. I love you. You know, those moments, you just don't forget. And it's amazing. And the next day, I was there, and my sister Sherry was there, and I think we were talking off to the side about something. I looked over and I saw my dad and his tongue was moving like he was speaking in tongues or something. I didn't know for sure. So I just kind of went over to the bedside and I said, Dad, what's going on? And he began to lift, he lifted his hands and he began to call forth the anointing of God and God's presence. Man, and I, I felt, he said, Sherry, get over here. And it was so powerful. It lasted about 30 seconds and then it kind of, and he was just in that place of, you just know, and I wish I could have this conversation because we usually would with people who have experienced kind of their one foot's in heaven and one's here on earth and they're kind of in that back and forth. And I know that his, just his desire for the Lord and the spiritual things and the things of God, it has been constant through this whole thing and trusting in God and just, I guess the deposits that he's leaving for us, the legacy that he's leaving for us. And I just want to, you know, encourage people that absolutely God is 100% everything we need him to be for us. We, you know, we can question things all, all the time, but the reality is what I'm learning is death is part of life. 
and we, we need not fear it. It hurts, it does for us, but reality is I'm thinking my dad is gonna be so excited when that other foot gets up there and he's going, you know, hey, see you guys later, I'll, I'll see you soon, but this is my mission. I was kind of joking about saying, well, today, Sunday is probably the day he goes because he's probably slated to preach up there today, so. <laughs> God's kind of up there going, Earl, you keep, man, you keep fighting me on this. You got to let go. And so it possibly could be today. It's just hard. There's no way for us to guess. And I've, I've kind of felt bad because in a sense of like people ask me, they're texting me or emailing or calling me. And I say, I don't know. He's still here. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. And I feel bad because it's like, well, you know, I'm wondering if people are thinking, well, is he really sick? You know, and it, no, I mean, just it, God's in charge, right? Our days are numbered, and, and, and he has that. And so we just have to experience that. And, you know, my mom is, you know, she's been a rock for my dad for so long. And the things that she's going through, and I know some of you in this room have experienced these things firsthand. And so I'm sharing things that you're probably saying, yes, I, I get those. I think of Maria right here who lost her husband many years ago and went through those things. And, and God's been faithful to her over these years and she's still serving God. And I know there's others and this is just kind of our experience. But I, I wanted to say a couple more things is I think for my dad, the big things that he always talks about is Jesus and family, Jesus and family, Jesus and relationships. You know, those are kind of things for him It's just wrapped up in loving God and loving people, really. And so that's been my dad, and he's expressed and demonstrated that for many years. And, you know, those are the things that you think about, and you, you think, okay, then when he departs, who fills some of the, the void of that? You know, Josh right here, I'm thinking of you too because you lost your dad a few years ago. And, and you understand the challenge because then, then there's this, wow, I wish I could ask my dad or I wish I could say this. And so it, I think it's important for us, the family that we have that God's given us, the friends that we have, value and cherish those things. Because I, I just see the enemy really try and come to destroy family. He's out to do that. That's one of his things is to steal, kill, and destroy are the things that he's, that's his MO, right? And we know that. And so he's out to do that. And so he wants to break relationship. He wants to destroy. And he'll use anything he can use. And I can't help but think that even now the things that we're going through as a nation, he's using those things to break relationship. And I see that more than ever, even on social media, where people are defriending or unfriending because they don't have the same political views or whatever it is. And I think, don't let your opinions or whatever break relationship. Don't do that. Our relationships are much more worth preserving. We have to preserve those things. If, if anything else, it's okay to disagree on things. We're not all going to agree. We're all different. But don't let those things keep you from relationship with whether it's family or friends and don't let those things keep you from being a part of a church because you may like well I don't agree with what the pastor's saying well guess what Jesus is the only perfect one out there and he's the only one that we really should agree 100% with so it is what it is and right now I feel bad because I'm not really being able to pastor a church be being in this situation with my dad because I that's my focus right now and I and I I guess I'd say unapologetic about that. I feel the stress of everything, but I know that my dad is my focus because that's not going to be there for me here real soon. 
and I'll be able to jump back in and, and, and put effort into. So I hope people can forgive me for like, well, pastor, you didn't call me or you haven't done it. And, and I feel bad. I do. So, you know, we're in this place of going through something. And for me, this is my first experience at losing a parent. Uh, many of you have lost parents or loved ones or family. I lost my in-laws, which is tough enough as it is, but it, there's just something about that because I'm very close with my parents and I'm blessed to be able to be in that place. But I, I would just encourage you, if you have relationships that are strained, do everything you can to try to, to fix those things. I'm telling you, as a chaplain in the community, I've talked to so many people, and you know one of the things that I hear from people who are emotionally distraught through when they just lost, because it's usually a tragic situation when somebody dies and I'm there, I just so vividly remember the times where people said to me, I wish I would have got things right with my dad or my mom. And they didn't, and it just hurts them so bad. And they said, I didn't realize how much. And so at that point, you know, I'm trying to encourage them in the process, but that's so important. And so don't let disagreements or things, maybe you've been hurt by a family member or, or a friend or whatever, but don't let that keep you from relationships. So if I could encourage you in that way. You know, I've seen... During this process with my dad, I've had my chaplain phone has gone off a few times, and I've, the times that I've been staying with my dad, and I've just said, no, I'm not available. Well, Friday night, we'd just gotten back from my dad's, and I was home. We were just getting ready. I don't know what we were doing, but we were home and just thinking we were going to have a Friday night together, Jane and I, and my phone went off, and I felt like, okay, I'll take this one. And I was telling Jane when I came back, I said, you know, that was a God-ordained moment for me and for that family the connection I made with them because you just don't, you don't imagine and, and that situation was a horrific situation for that family and it made me think, I said Lord, for what I'm going through with my dad, I'm like this is, this should be something that's a blessing in a sense, not because I don't have the pain and the hurt, yes I'm going through that, you know, you understand that, but there's something about a tragic loss of somebody that was, should have never happened, that a family now is in so much pain and blame, guilt, all the things that go with that. And it takes me back then to seeing some statistics, to being a part of it personally, seeing that, uh, I'm telling you, suicide is skyrocketing. And we don't see it in the news because it doesn't make the news and it's probably good it doesn't for the family's sakes. But it's gone up so high in the last five, six months in, across the nation, it's crazy. And uh, I, that's 75% of the things I get called out in our community is, is suicide related. And, and some of them are, they're all horrific. Some are worse than others in the sense of, of what happens. And I, I can't help but think, the enemy is working so hard to try to destroy. I, in fact, I just saw on the CDC website that adults ages 18 to 24, and since the COVID thing, and I'm not trying to talk about that, but this, was, this is related to what I'm talking about, is 25% of adults aged 18 to 24 have seriously considered suicide in the last few months. That's, that's wrong. That can't be. We have to look out for each other. We've got to be watching out for each other. And I know sometimes you miss the signs, but if you can catch anything, any little thing, 
you know, we got to help each other. It's whether it's a neighbor, a friend, a family member, whatever it is, because the enemy's got to be defeated in this thing. And I'm so passionate about that. And it's one of the reasons I serve in the com- our community and helping people is because I hate to see the enemy take a life. I hate that when that happens. And so I'm telling you, we refuse to allow him to win in these situations in our lives. And so we have to take a stand. We have to seek God like never before. We have to pray. We've, we've got to be in the word. We've got to have the hope that lies within us. You know, that, that's a, a word that should be able to come out. You know, even though we have masks on all over the community, they're still hurting people all over the place. And it only takes just a moment to pick up on some of those things. So I just encourage you this morning and just, again, just sharing my heart from just kind of sitting back and experiencing and watching things and going through stuff with my family. And again, I know you guys all have your experiences and, you know, and and I think of Mart and what you, you know, went through with your wife and and all that. But the other part of it is, I guess the big key for this is having God, having the Lord, having Jesus walking with us through this. Because I think, Mark, that's probably your the number one thing for you, if you would say anything, that God was in the midst of the challenge that you and your wife had, but he's still faithful. You're still trusting him. You still believe him. You haven't turned your back on the Lord. And so I think those are good things because I think when we really, it boils down to everything is God really is our only answer because where else do we have to turn? We can't turn to people. Yes, we can in the sense of, but not as a permanent solution because people are going to let us down. That's just a fact. But we need to love people and we need to relate with people. And But God is our source, our resource. He's everything to us. And so as much as I'm stressed through this time and as much as I'm, I guess, emotionally, this roller coaster thing and, and in soon go through some more emotions when my dad finally takes his last breath, but there's a joy of entering into our permanent place, because this is temporary for each one of us here on earth. This is temporary, and it's just a few short years. Whatever that is for each one of us, God already knows we don't know. But eternity is eternity. And so that means a lot, I think, to us in that sense. Devin, if you want to pop up that scripture there in 2 Corinthians 5, it was just something I thought this verse this morning says, so we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. So I think all of us should have that as, I think, understanding that that death is part of life and it actually is a promotion or it's a a graduation into something better. I get it. We don't want to leave our family. They don't want us to leave. All those things, but it's part of the process. So for us not to fear that, we shouldn't be fearful of whatever that is that God has for us in our life and our daily life because he does. He absolutely loves and cares for us all. We know that. So he doesn't sit up there purposely to go, oh, I'm going to take their loved one just to make them feel bad because they did something wrong last week. No, that's not God. He, that's not how he works. But the other part of it is I believe he allows life to happen for us. He's not up there pulling every little string in every life because if that was the case, then it really wouldn't be what he designed it in the first place. He, He created us to have relationship with him first and then relationship with each other. 
and we got to be there through the good and the bad for each other. Because if everything was just good, one thing we wouldn't need is a God. And so it's that tension that kind of goes back and forth. And so we depend on him, and we need to. And he is our supply, our resource, and he has everything we need. So we do need to continue to trust him, have faith in him, and believe that he is who he says he is. He died on the cross for our sins. He rose again. He is waiting to come and get the rest of us. And and it may happen in in our generation. We don't know. I mean, because it looks like the end times, but you just never know. It's just kind of like with my dad saying the nurses is like, oh, we have no idea. And that's the way it is. And, and we don't know. And so there's all these things that are happening right now that are going on in our, in our world. And we're thinking, oh, it must be close. But the Bible says, but the end is not yet. <laughs> Even when you see all these things, there's going to be more stuff that, you know, we'll experience. So man, let's stay solid with God. Let's stay in the word. Let's stay connected with each other. Relationship and do what we can to see the name of God, the goodness of God expressed to all those around us. So that's really, in a nutshell, what I wanted to share with you this morning, and that's just my heart, and I feel better, (laughs) I guess, being able to talk about this. So thank you for just sort of listening in that regard. So we're gonna end this morning's service just with uh, another song, uh, Worship. One of the favorite things of both my parents is worship, so... And I get it. <laughs> it's amazing. And again, after the service, do also just connect with somebody and just encourage them. Uh, and if you have any uh, offerings this morning, Christopher will be back there uh, for that. And uh, so, all right. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 